I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live on this, well, kind of dreary, but uh, typical fall, winter, Afternoon here in Ohio. Happy Tuesday afternoon. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Well, I I confess I am not much of a hockey fan. Um, I... uh, I've only seen, well, I'll take that back. I have seen two hockey games in person. Years ago, when we had the Columbus Chill in town, some of you are old enough to remember the Chill. I think they were a minor league team for one of the NHL teams. I don't know, but it was the it was the Columbus Chill, and they played at the Fairgrounds Coliseum. Uh at that time, kind of a dumpy place and not a great place to play hockey. Uh, but somebody gave me free tickets. Well, I'm all about free tickets and went and uh, went to the game of the um, the Columbus Chill. And uh, a hockey game broke out in the middle of a fight. That's all it was. It was one fight after another. It was terrible. There was very little play and fights. And I I thought, oh, my, I don't care if I ever go to another hockey game again in my life. Uh, I don't like cold. Never, never have. Sitting there in in a cold, dingy coliseum watching a bunch of guys like kids trying to beat each other brains out uh, yeah uh well then uh we we got the blue jackets and i don't know it's been probably 6 or 7 years ago uh a dear friend uh got tickets from his son to go got two tickets his son lived out of town and uh, the son said hey dad uh, choose a friend and and go to the blue jackets game on me 
And so my friend invited me. We went, had incredible seats, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, And that's it. Can't stand to watch it on TV. Neither can I stand to watch soccer on TV. A game that takes an hour and a half, two hours, and there's like two scores in the entire time. Yeah, no, I'm not cut out for that. I just uh... so anyway, uh, I, I am not a hockey fan. Uh, if I could go in person, I'd love to go to another Blue Jackets game. I thoroughly enjoyed that, but as far as watching it on TV or listening to it on the radio, ah, no. So I have paid almost zero attention to the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't know the names of any of the players, and until today, I couldn't give you the name of the coach if it was to save my life. Now, I remember Torts. What was it, Tortorello that was here for a few years? And the only reason I know that is because I heard it every night on the news. The Torts, Torts, Tortorello, or whatever his name was. And then he left. I don't know where he went. have no idea. And they got a new coach. I didn't know what his name was until today. And I came across this story on a national Christian news site. Headline. NHL coach, Blue Jackets coach, two-time cancer survivor, speaks on humility and God's greatness. I thought, really? Columbus? Blue Jackets? Yeah. Well, here's the story, at least in part. The Columbus Blue Jackets head coach, Blad... Blad. The, the Columbus Blue Jackets head coach, Brad Larson recently shared an inspiring testimony of God's faithfulness throughout his life and his NHL career. And here's what he said, in part, in the interview. Now, again, this is the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. May 22nd, 2011, I gave myself to the Lord. It changes your life, and for 30-plus years in my life, I had zero faith. I didn't know who that God was and what he looked like. So you build your whole life of this, almost a facade of who you are or what you want to represent. I'm not that man, you know. I don't want to be that man anymore. So change is required. To change, you have to change. Uh, He acknowledged that he is ultra-competitive, but he says, I want to give every game humility. By returning to John chapter 3, verse 30, which says, Christ must become greater, I must become less. He went on, I'll get out of his way and see where he wants to take it. Humility, again, is a word that keeps coming back. Humility means it's not about you and in this world now, in this culture now. It's really hard to take the focus off of yourself. You have social media. And it's instant kind of feedback all the time. I share this with my players a lot. Whose opinion matters? you got to be really careful about that. Who's feeding you? And there's a lot getting thrown at them. Individual results. I need them because you guys bring certain skill sets, but it's always about the team. And then he said this. When I understand what Jesus gave up, 
what he went through. There's nobody tougher than Jesus at any time. He could have brought in the cavalry and made it go away, but he didn't. It's incredible. When you think about the purpose that Jesus came and did it for, I mean, me. When you see that kind of love and grace, that grabs your attention. Uh, Prior to knowing Christ, Larson revealed that he had survived two battles with cancer in the span of three years. Quote, I had an athlete's mentality, and at that point, when I found out I was stage two, almost stage three melanoma, you know, we were very fortunate. And then a year and a half later, I had testicular cancer going into the playoffs, and it was on my daughter's first birthday, having surgery and went through radiation. We caught it early. It wasn't that I was thinking about dying. It's, why am I here? And to understand, it's not about you. Wow. He called Jesus Christ the ultimate warrior for his saving work on the cross. I didn't know it, but we have a follower of Jesus Christ as the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't know. I'm going to be a little more interested in what's uh, what's happening with the Blue Jackets. Good for him. Now, since he has given this public interview... Uh, I don't know whether it will be public, but he's going to receive pushback. Today, anybody in a position of influence and leadership, if you have a testimony for Jesus, you're going to pay at least some price. So I'm uh, praying for uh, Brad Larson, the uh, coach of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Good for him. May his tribe increase. Hang in there. Quick break. And then we'll return. Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Well, how about some good news? Um, for many years now, we've um, read about cases around the country from uh, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, uh, particularly this time of year, about nativity scenes. And uh, the story usually goes something like this. Uh, X or blank uh, city has had a nativity scene in their town square for 72 years until this year. And a, a, a resident contacted the Freedom From Religion Foundation and said, I am offended. My freedom of religion has been attacked because of the baby Jesus in the town square. And then the story usually goes on and says the Freedom From Religion Foundation has threatened to sue the city 
And therefore the city has said, oh, no, please don't sue us. We'll take the baby and Mary and Joseph. We'll take them out. We'll take down the nativity scene. Just don't sue us. We have seen this over and over and over again. Occasionally, a city will stand up and say, uh, go for it. You want to sue us? Go ahead and sue us. Uh, we know the Constitution. We know the Supreme Court rulings have said uh, that we can have a nativity and so on and so forth. Anyway, well, what about Eureka Springs, Arkansas? In Eureka Springs, Arkansas, there has been a nativity scene in the uh, downtown city uh, park for 70, uh, right at 70 years. I think it's 71, 72 years. Uh, They've had the nativity scene. Uh, For many years, it was provided by a sorority. Uh, the, uh, well, it doesn't make any difference. The Phi Beta, I don't know. A sorority. Well, a couple of years ago, the sorority said, you know, we're, we can't take this anymore. And so they contacted an individual in the city by the name of Randall Christie. I have no idea why they contacted him, uh, but the sorority said, can you take this over, you know, putting up the nativity scene, maintaining it, repairing it when necessary, and so forth. And Randall Christie said, sure, I would be happy to do that. So he's uh, getting set to uh, uh, put the nativity scene up in this downtown city park in Eureka Springs. And the mayor, Mayor Robert Butch Berry, contacted the uh, Eureka Springs resident, Randall Christie, and said, um, you know, maybe this year, maybe we shouldn't have a nativity scene. Uh, We did have one complaint. This is the common denominator in all these stories. The uh, mayor, uh, Mayor Barry, went to Randall Christie and said, maybe maybe it'd be best if we... uh, if we didn't have the nativity scene, I mean, you know, we did get a complaint. I've talked to the city attorney, and the city attorney is afraid we might be sued. And so I, I just don't think it's a, a good idea this year. So please uh, just forget the whole nativity scene thing anyway. Well, Eureka Springs resident Randall Christie said, uh, no. It's been there every year for 70 years. We haven't had any complaints before. Uh, The Supreme Court has ruled on some of these cases. And uh, uh, no, Uh, I'm going to put the nativity scene out. And the mayor said, well, uh, but we are telling you no. And Randall Christie is saying, I'm telling you yes. And so evidently they had quite a heated conversation, the mayor and the individual citizen. And uh, anyway, long story short, I won't bore you with the whole story. Uh, The nativity scene will be in downtown City Park in Eureka Springs. Uh, They agreed that all Mr. Christie had to do 
was get a $25 permit to uh, put the nativity scene there in the city park. Randall Christie said, sure, I'll pay $25 and uh, apply for a permit and so forth. Now, here's the caveat. The uh, mayor has said, well, you got to know if uh, somebody else wants to put up a display like the Church of Satan, uh, we're going to have to honor their request as well. So far, that has not happened. So uh, we'll keep an eye on it. But I just love this. One man, one individual stood up in Eureka, Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and said, uh, I'm not going to obey the order to uh, take down the nativity scene. It's a public place. The people of Eureka Springs support it. And uh, we're, we're not going anywhere. So, um, the uh, again, the mayor has said, well, you know, if somebody else comes along, we got to put up their display as well. And you can almost be assured that probably the Church of Satan or something else will. But at least this one man stood up for his rights, knew the Constitution, and would not just turn tail and run. Good for him, and may his tribe increase. 